It's time for JT the Brick. Cardinals come in, the classic term, a wounded animal. Last time I went against Arizona, he didn't have hurts, and he's pretty dynamic. And, you know, even the young kid that stepped in there, 83, George, I mean, like, I mean, he made some plays the other day. This Cardinal game's a big game. Kingsbury looking at his quarterback going, I don't know. Quarterback looking at his coach going, I don't know. I refuse to, to let my work ethic, my preparation be in question. JT the Brick. The Cardinals are playing for their life right now. It's an important game for both franchises. I think Raider Nation's got to show up big at Allegiant Stadium. It's got to be really strong. Everybody's got to be excited about this game. And what the Raiders need to do, I believe, is they have to start fast. And they got to get Derek Carr going. So to review, get your ass together and get to midseason form on this Cardinal game. And now, here's JT the Brick. Out of the gate, JT with you as we are live from Cafe Americano right here on the outdoor deck at Caesars. Ready to roll today as the Raiders get set on Sunday for a massive game against the Arizona Cardinals. Welcome in. It's the debut of the Gorilla Rilla bobblehead, which we are here for, which will be big. Rilla and a whole bunch of the Black Hole are here to begin tonight, and we're excited to be here on what I think is a critical game for the Silver and Black. I'm not a must-win guy. I'm not. You have to have it. I'll never be that guy in week two, but now we sit here, and Raider fans, I need you the next two hours. I need this to be an on-air tailgate party right now from the Bay L.A., all over the country, wherever you can hear us on the Raiders mobile app. And let's treat this like it's game day. Let's treat this Friday like it's game day. And give me a really good Raider call on what needs to happen in this game. How do the Raiders win this game? What's the score? What's the big play? What's the difference in the Raiders getting to 1-1 one and one this year and getting off to a good start? Want to hear from you, 702-365-9200 as the Raiders... Back is not up against the wall. Chargers lost last night. Kansas City won. Denver had the full collapse week one, ending week one, Monday night, losing to Seattle. And the Raiders lost to a very good opponent to kick off the season in Los Angeles with the Chargers. So where is your head at, Raider Nation? Where are you? Let me help you exercise your demons because I got a few of them tonight too. Big night last night. I went and saw Nine Inch Nails across the street at Planet Hollywood, which was a hell of a show. Ears are ringing. I cannot hear myself talk. Bad beat. Couldn't get out of the garage. Parked on the seventh floor, and we never moved. Left the car. Went and picked it up this morning. That was a little bit of a bad beat, but had a great night last night. We got the senior bobblehead. We have the violator bobblehead. We're talking life-size bobblehead, everybody. And today, the debut of the Gorilla Rilla. They take this seriously, man. Raider Nation takes this very seriously when you get your own bobblehead. So the team of Modelo, I'd like to thank him as we begin this show. They are a proud partner of our show. They bring us everything today for this remote live from Cafe Americano. Let me tell you where this is. It's right next to Gordon Ramsay's outside. Can't miss it. And if you're walking up and down the strip and you get to Caesars, the front desk, the main beautiful fountains that Evil Knievel jumped over. We are right to the right of that if you're looking back at the strip. We got a beautiful crowd set up, really humble by the people who came here, and it'll get bigger and bigger the rest of the way. But I want to go heavy on the phones. I left the show pretty open. Chris Matthews from 8 News Now, our Raider Insider at the bottom of the hour. Patrick Lindsay from the Shriners Open, a big charity golf event here in Vegas, one of the biggest events in Vegas when it comes to raising money. We'll replay our Jim Plunkett interview because of our association with him. 
and the great Modelo team that we're with today. And then the rest of it is going to be you, 702-365-9200. Let's get to the game last night and what happened on the pick six. Now, Justin Herbert was banged up in this game. He had rib injury. He did play hard, and he played well. Once again, Herbert had a lead against Kansas City. He hasn't lost in that building. It looked like it was going to be the Chargers' night to win the game until a seventh-round pick, a seventh-round pick, picks off Herbert and takes it the distance. Chargers go without a huddle again. Right side, trying to intercept it on the left side. Picked off at the goal line at the 25-yard line. Picked off by Watson. Watson could go all the way. The seventh-round pick, 20, 15, 10, 5, Jalen Watson. Cooking hamburgers in Augusta, Georgia. Then he went to Wazoo, and now he gets a 100-yard pick six for a touchdown. Kansas City at 10:29 to go in the game. That is Chiefs Radio on the call. So here's my big takeaway from that. Justin Herbert lost the game on a pick six. For every radio host and media member that's been ball washing him and saying how great he is and he's the best quarterback in football, and I've been one of those guys saying how great he is, it's Balance Radio. He threw the pick six. We sat here for days talking about Carr's game. Carr didn't have a great game. He had three interceptions. He didn't have a 99-yard pick six. Justin Herbert banged up with ribs, I get it, lost the game for the Chargers. Balance it out. Everybody should be held accountable for this guy. If you think he's great, I believe he's great. I lead the show with this pick six. You've got to balance it out with the praise of this young man and when he blows a game like that. So yesterday on the show, I asked Raider Nation, who do you want to win? Who would you like to win that game? And for me, I wanted to see Kansas City win, and some people thought I was out of my mind. Here's why. If you don't understand today that Kansas City's a playoff team, you've lost your mind and you've lost all your football knowledge. Kansas City today is in the playoffs at the end of this year. I don't know if they're going to win the division. I don't know if they're going to have the wild card. They're in. Period. The Raiders are a question mark and the Chargers are a question mark. So I'm not worried about Kansas City until the Raiders play Kansas City. You'll go out of business trying to bet the games that Kansas City's going to lose. Kansas City is an elite football team. The other elite teams are the Tampa Bay Buccaneers with Tom Brady, the L.A. Rams who look like they took a major step back, and then who else? Who are the elite teams out there? But how dare anybody in Raider Nation or anybody else say that Kansas City is going to come back to the pack? Kansas City slaughtered, slaughtered, absolutely slaughtered Arizona, who the Raiders are playing now, and then on top of it, We just saw what happened last night where they beat the Chargers and they came from behind. So with all of this happening as we speak, Raiders got to beat Arizona. Raiders got a golden opportunity to be up on Denver, be even with the Chargers in the loss column, even though they lost a division game, and then one game back at Kansas City. That's how I see this as we open up the show. Here's Boy Blunder, the head coach of the Chargers, doubling down on Justin Herbert being the best player in the league. It was a tough game. And you're not going to see a quarterback in any level of football play tougher and do more for their team and will their team um, to give them a chance than him. There's nobody that can do what he can do. Nobody. Um, He showed a lot of guts. He showed us what he shows every day, um, that we're never out of the fight. And he brought us back and gave us a chance. That's a bunch of garbage. Nobody? Nobody can do what Justin Herbert does? What is that again? Threw a pick six? and beat the Raiders by less than a touchdown? 
Aaron Rodgers can do that. Patrick Mahomes did it. See, what fascinates me about Boy Blunder, Brandon Staley, is he's just stupid to say in the Kansas City locker room, in the bowels of the stadium at Arrowhead, that nobody can do it. And across the halls, Patrick Mahomes, first ballot gold code Hall of Famer. The insanity of the Chargers and their mindset. They think they're better than everybody. That's why we need the Chargers to lose games. The Chargers last year losing to the Texans. The Chargers losing to the Raiders the last game of the year. People forget this about the Chargers. They're so aggressive to crown the Chargers. If you want to crown them, then crown their ass. But let them win a playoff game. And they haven't won a playoff game with Justin Herbert. So I wanted to open up the show with that. Here's Andy Reid on some of the throws by Patrick Mahomes. He had one of the best throws of his career on that rollout outside the pocket. Like I said, a couple of those throws were just incredible. Pushing up and throwing through traffic and getting his body in the right position. Ball didn't sail on him. Sometimes when your feet get out of whack, you lose your core there and the ball will sail. He, he kept all that intact on the move. So uh, it, was a, it was impressive. It is impressive. Mahomes is the best player in football. He didn't win the MVP last year. He's the number one player in football. You can have this countdown. It's Aaron Donald or it's Patrick Mahomes. And Aaron Rodgers won the MVP fair and square. But Mahomes is right on top of the mountain, and Mahomes looks great. So how do I tie Mahomes into the monologue? Well, let's talk Derek Carr. Derek Carr needs to play better. He has to play better against Arizona, and he has to be more mobile. Mahomes had one of the great touchdowns I've ever seen him throw on that play where he rolled right, rolled right, and then flicked his wrist and threw that little touchdown. That's what Derek's got to do. Derek didn't do that in Los Angeles against the Chargers. He didn't roll out, roll out, roll out, beat pressure, hold on, hold on, wait for the pocket, and then drop one in there like a dime. He's got to do that. That's what Mahomes does. Carr's tough. Herbert played with bad ribs. Carr can play with a bad finger. He can get banged up. Derek's as tough as all these guys. Derek's got to be outside the pocket. Derek's got to make plays with his legs. Am I the only one on the Las Vegas Strip who sees this today? Derek has got to make plays with his legs. He can do it. I have nine years of proof he can do it. He's got to do it against Arizona, against Kyler Murray, and I think he will. He's got to run. He's got to run. How many first downs, Raider Nation, do you want Derek? We're going to be here on Monday. How many first downs does Derek have to run for in this game? I'll go first. He's got to run for at least two. One in the first half, one in the second half. Third and four, pocket breaks down. He dives forward, first down, new set of downs, Waller, Renfro, Devontae. That's how you extend the play. That's what Mahomes does. So I'm not being hard on Derek. We're just asking him to do what we're confident that he can do, is make plays outside the pocket and be a star in this league. Derek will not be considered elite unless he did what Mahomes did last night. Do we get that? That's the only thing holding Derek back from this status of being elite. It's go make plays outside the pocket like he can do. And until he does that this year, there's going to be fair criticism. Now, the line on this game is very interesting to me. The line opened up. I have the Caesars sheet in front of me, and they didn't print out a new one. So I went by the sports book here for week two, and they have the Raiders minus three. No, 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 no. It's the Raiders now minus five, five and a half, depending on where you're shopping. That's a big favorite for the Raiders. Raiders not, normally aren't a five-point favorite against anybody, let alone this game. Why are they a five-point favorite here? Because I think everybody around this town, the bookmakers, realize that the Raiders are better than the Cardinals when it comes to the roster. The Raiders are 
not backed against the wall, but they see the wall. They don't have their back against it, but the Raiders are looking at some type of wall, and the Raiders will come out explosive like they've done in their last two home openers. The home opener that beat Drew Brees when Mrs. Carol Davis lit the torch, and then last year when they beat Lamar Jackson. We need to see that again. We need Derek to have a great home opener. We need Derek to lead off Sports Center on Sunday night. We need Derek to fu- get fired up. I need some callers to get fired up today, too. I told you I'm ready to go. Show started 12 minutes ago. Wake up, smell the coffee, have a Modelo with me. I'm already one Modelo deep. I'll have my bucket of Modelos in hour number two, and I'm ready to roll tonight. I was at Nine Inch Nails till midnight. I'm on the strip again right here at noon. Do the math. I'm ready to go. I'm looking at everybody drinking buckets of Modelo as we're waiting for the arrival of Gorilla Rilla. 702-365-9200. So yesterday I had my interview with the head coach. And my takeaway, my dad asked me, what do you think of the new coach? I said, really calm, really cool, really nice, very friendly. And a guy who wants to talk dad team more than individual players. And my dad was a legendary coach, ball coach, baseball back home as a kid. You know, sports. He said, that's a great quality to have. Josh McDaniels is about the team. Josh McDaniels cleaned up the penalties. Josh McDaniels wants everybody to play smarter. How many times has Josh McDaniels told us, you have to learn not to lose before you can win? And in the last game, the Raiders lost the game because they made mistakes. Now the Raiders have to pop up. The Raiders have to pop up and make explosive plays in the passing game. Another big topic is how, how come Devontae got so many touches? Devontae got so many touches because he's clearly the best player in football at the wide receiver position. He's going to continue to get an overload of touches. And as long as he catches everything and he doesn't drop everything, keep going back to Devontae. But I want to know, Raider Nation, what's your over-under on total catches by Hunter Renfro in this game? How many catches does Renfro get, not targets? How many catches? I'll start with seven. I think that Renfro's going to have seven receptions, 60, 70 yards, and a touchdown. I think Devontae's going to have about 10 receptions for a touchdown, don't know the yardage, and Darren Waller matches up really strong in this game. Uh, Talking to people in the building, this is a Waller game because Buda Baker, who's on the back end, who can also play center field and tackle well, he's going to be concentrating on Darren, and there will be times where he'll be on him, but Darren's going to have to beat Baker to the ball and make some impressive plays. So I think this is going to be fantastic. Uh, this is the type of game Arizona, how did Arizona go 8-1 and one last year on the road? 8-1 and one on the road. That means they know how to travel. They know how to take care of business. They know how to start a season off. Was it a shocker? Was it an outlier loss to Kansas City? No, I don't think so. I think Kansas City was clearly the better team, and I don't think that the Raiders have to worry about the Cardinals having the better roster. Now, with the ability of them to spread the ball out, last thing I want to get in the monologue is Kyler Murray. Uh, Kyler Murray is dangerous because he does something that Derek doesn't do. He extends the pocket, and he extends the pocket at a level that I haven't seen before other than Mahomes and Lamar Jackson. He extends the pocket well. He's super aggressive outside the pocket, and he can do things that the typical quarterback can't do. He can throw across his body really long he can throw across his body short he can run up the middle and he can run on the outside josh mcdaniels told me yesterday exclusively he's built low to the ground which is a kind of way of saying he's short he's short but his lower trunk and his legs and his hips are really big so he doesn't go down easy 
He's the guy that takes two people to bring him down. Unless Max gets a clear shot at him or Chandler Jones, this is not a guy that you can just grab and wing around like a rag doll and throw him down. He's too good for that. So I think that the Raiders are going to have to gang tackle, and they're going to have to make sure, depending on what happens with Perryman, with him on the injury report, Trayvon Merrig on the injury report, as we wait for an update on that today, I'm concerned about some of the Raider injuries. And lastly, I just talked to Donald Penn, who will be on the postgame show with me at the Modelo Cantina Club this week. And Donald Penn is excited to talk about this offensive line. A lot of Raider fans are a little bit nervous. Raider fans are a little bit nervous about the seven-man offensive line. I am too. I think there's seven guys playing the offensive line because they don't have five great players. And I don't know how much longer this is going to go, but I think it's gonna, we're going to see it again in this game. It feels like an extra preseason game in regards to the offensive line as everybody else is ready. It feels like the offensive line needs another game, which isn't a preseason game, a regular season game, to go with their final five, their five players that they could go with for the rest of the year. And they're already manned down with Andre James of the concussion, and we could see Dylan Parnham there, and he has no experience starting a Raider game at home, let alone playing center in the NFL, in a home debut. So that's a lot to ask for. And let me kindly say this so it isn't taken out of context. Kindly say this. Colton Miller, wake up. Colton Miller, wake up. Colton Miller had a poor game, according to Pro Football Focus. And from you, the Raider Nation, Colton's got to have a big game here. He's got to hold the line at left tackle and hopefully set up some run blocks there so Josh could get going. All right, passionate Raider, a perfect day for you. The sun-drenched skies of the Las Vegas Strip outside with the entire black hole. Start us off on a Friday. Man, thank you, JT, man. You know, man, I just got off of work too, man. It's been a long day, man. Just a long week of just thinking about Raider football, man, and thinking about, you know, some people just think that this game, I'm not going to say no names, but this game isn't important. I don't know why it's not important. The Chiefs are up 2-0 in the division. I mean, the, the, the Chargers should be down 0-2 in the division, J.T. They should be down 0-2 right now. We should be going in tomorrow with the chance going up 2-0. But you know what? We got the birds coming to the house. Everybody always wants to show off when they come to Vegas and play, man. So I always feel that, that, that our Raiders always, we always have to, but we always have to play just a more pressure game at home because of the crowd, because of the fans. And just because everyone wants to come into our house and think they can push us around, and it ain't happening tomorrow, JT, on Sunday, JT. This defense is going to get after that little dude. And Derek Carr, I don't know why people think that he's a scrambler. He's not. He might have been in 2016. We haven't seen it since. If we have, then maybe three times on one hand we can count it. But you know what? We just got to roll with this. Maybe every offense ain't fit for the certain type of guy, man. Maybe he just needs to hand that ball off. Let's work the run to set up that pass, JT. I think that's the best thing Carr can do right now until he's comfortable with this offensive line. Feed the running back the ball and open up the pass because how do you not stop the play action, JT, with the receivers we have? We've got backs to show that can run the ball. We've got three or four of them there. Let's make this easy. Let's open up in the Death Star and get it handled. Let's go. Come on. Thank you, passionate Raider. Hey, how about a round of applause for Gorilla Rilla on the debut of the bobblehead? Here they come. Senior Rilla and Violator. We'll talk to all of them. Raider Cody's here. Great showing by him and everyone in the black hole. My brother's in the black hole. Uh, Modelo, 
the queen is here. Everybody is here as we open up the show. Thrilled for the turnout here. Special day, and the Chargers lose. I mean, I, I think you just come out to celebrate the Charger loss and have a Modelo and do all that. Let's stay with the phones. Dominic in New Mexico, you're up next. What's happening, Dominic? Well, JT, uh, I, I was shocked. Uh, Sunday was, uh, was poor. Uh, Derek did not play well. And I just was surprised with Chandler and Mac not being able to get home. Uh, I was, I was just shocked by it. It, it. it was, it was wildly different from the games in the preseason when our twos and threes were doing well against other teams, uh, you know, especially on defense. And it was just, I don't know if it was nerves. I don't know what it was, but there was something, something going on. And I, I, I mean, JT, I'm concerned because if we start this, uh, season 0 and 2, you know, it's going to be a, a hole to dig ourselves out of, especially in such a tight, tight division. Yeah, I agree with you. I think if the Raiders don't win, thanks for the call, it changes a lot. 0-2, look, the numbers at 0-2 are inevitable. 0-2 is not a good place to be. But I, I think the Raiders will win this game, and I think there are portions of the schedule, as most responsible, reasonable Raider fans are thinking 3-2, and two, or reality 2-3 and three going into the break. I don't think 2-3. and three. I think 3-2. and two. So I think the Raiders' first five games are borderline brutal. They're hard, including the Arizona Cardinals. When this schedule came out and we saw the Arizona Cardinals in week two for the home opener, knowing that the Cardinals went 8-1 and one last year on the road, that's a big deal. This is a quality opponent. This is the first team in the NFL last year to win 10 games. This is no walkover. Now they got injuries. They lost some pretty good players. I think it's going to be a little bit different for them. But the Raiders have a better roster, and I think the Raiders will play more explosive in this game. Let's head up to the Bay Area on the Raiders mobile app. Here is Nick in San Jose. Hello, Nick. Brick, I love your passion, baby. I just love listening at night on MagDog, and I'm glad you're the Raider ambassador and spokesperson. But look, Brick, let's be honest, man. I like Carr, but can he really get us to the promised land? Watching last night and seeing Patrick Mahomes slithery in the pocket, going out to the right, throwing across his body for a touchdown. Herbert, I mean, what is wrong with Derek Carr's pocket presence? He's athletic. Brick, I, I know this is an unfair question. Does he really have what it takes to get us all the way, man? I, I, why can't he move laterally better? Well, I agree. He can, get, he can get the Raiders to the Super Bowl. Appreciate the call and a win because Jeff Hostetler did it with the Giants. Trent Dilfer did it with Baltimore. Brad Johnson did it with Tampa Bay. Give me a break. Of course he can win. This guy's got all the elements to win a Super Bowl. He's got Hall of Fame numbers at nine years. Hall of Fame yards, yards, and touchdowns. The problem is he's lost a lot of games because he played on an inferior team for quite some time. He started off his career 0-10. He's been digging out of a hole, win-loss his entire career, but he's got the heart and soul to do it. He's a tough player. The problem is, at times, his pocket presence isn't as good as the elite quarterbacks who are there. His arm strength is... As two coaches have told me, one former head coach, one of the best he's ever seen, right up there with Drew Brees at the line of scrimmage, looking over the line of scrimmage. Josh McDaniels loves that about him. There's a lot of good of Derek Carr, all right? And again, Derek Carr chose to be the quarterback of the Raiders and extend here. Part of that job is you're going to get beat up by Raider fans when you don't play well. Derek's a multimillionaire, beautiful wife, unbelievable family. He can handle all this. This isn't hard, him taking a couple of arrows on an AM radio station that's globally heard on a mobile app. He can handle that. 
but just make sure it goes both ways, everybody. If he has a bad game and then a good one, you get to hell on the phones here and you show some respect for number four. And number four, I expect to have a big game. No doubt about it as we kick off our show. What a crowd, man. What a crowd we have here. Steve Gomez and the whole crew from Modelo. Thank you very much. Constellation. Chris Matthews at the bottom of the hour. And Craig Grelu, former teammate at Sports Fan Radio Network, who's now working for the Cardinals. He'll do a deep dive on what's at stake with Arizona coming to town next. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, there was decisions I made in the game last week that happened before the ball was snapped. You know, I, I already knew where the ball was going, you know, and, and we threw it there. We moved on, you know, whether it's touchdown, complete, whatever. It didn't matter. You know, we just you just move on to the next one. But, um, you know, I'm not thinking how many catches does he have? How many times have I thrown it to him? You, you know, I don't I leave that to Josh. You know, I tell those guys I've told you guys like, you know, the targets and all that kind of stuff. Go talk to Josh. I'm going to read it out exactly how he's taught me, you know, and I'm going to do my best to do it that way. That's Derek Carr, quarterback for the Raiders. JT back with you, brought to you by PT's. Best happy hour in town. They fuel the monologue and always say 5 to 7, midnight to 2. Go to that happy hour and enjoy the weekend, especially the Canelo fight. Triple G, I'll be ringside for that. Tonight I'm heading to the Sahara to go see Michael Shapiro's Reckless Show. If you love rock, if you love a brilliant guitar player and a performer, I find myself there all the time. I'll be ringside with this guy, Chris Matthews. We go to fights together over the years in Raider games, and he joins us from 8 News Now. How are you, Chris? I'm doing well, JT. You talked about that fight. There's so much going on this weekend. It's, uh, it's going to be a fun, fun weekend, as it always is in Las Vegas. You mentioned it starts tonight for you, and then you've got the, uh, the big fight tomorrow night, Gennady uh, Golovkin and, and uh, Canelo Alvarez fighting, and and they haven't met in, what, five years now. We were at the first two fights. We're back here for the trio. That's going to be a, a fun night. And you got UNLV football, Aviators, and, of course, the big, uh, the big marquee matchup on Sunday, the Raiders and the Cardinals. It's just it, like it never ends in here in Las Vegas, does it? Uh, I'm name-dropping. We had our retirement party for our boss, Tony Benici, the other night, and Kerry Bullbolts was there from the Golden Knights. And the godfather of sports, as you know, Don Logan, was there from the Aviators, and you know, Mark Davis has got the WNBA on the verge of a finals here and a victory in Vegas. Kind of a disappointing loss. They were, you know, the physical nature of the opponent really got to them, but they're still on the verge with one more to come back here so Mark Davis could be in his building for the Raiders on Sunday already with a championship with the Aces. How do you see that? Yeah, it's going to be interesting. I kind of, part of me wants to see this thing go a total, you know, all five games, go to a game five and a winner take off. But I'd love to see him wrap it up on Sunday afternoon. But I would just, it would be so fun to have that winner take all one game in Las Vegas. The place is loud, it's packed, it's going nuts at Mandalay Bay here in Vegas. Aces looking for their first title. It'd be, it would be really, really cool to have that game five right here in Vegas on a Tuesday night. But, uh, you know, but then who knows? Then it's a one game thing in the WNBA. You never know. So I'd like to see. Tim kind of wrap it up on Sunday, fly back. Hopefully there'll be a lot of people at the airport greeting him there. They'll have the big parade down the strip. And I mentioned to Mark Davis about a month ago, I said, Mark, not if, but when this team wins the WNBA championship, what you ought to do 
is have a Raider be a driver in a convertible car with all the players sitting in the back of the car with a Raider driving. Well, that's a great idea. So I hope he takes me up on that that idea because how cool would that be to have the Raiders driving the car for the champion aces? That would be really cool, and it's close to happening. Chris Matthews joins us, Sports Director 8 News Now. All right, Chris, let's get to locker room access. You're at the press conferences. You saw the Derek Carr performance. I'm pretty comfortable with him bouncing back. I thought they were good decisions with bad throws. We're done talking about the preseason. He didn't play in the preseason. He didn't have a rhythm. Mahomes did, and Mahomes looks like he's gangbusters out of the gate, but plenty of other guys who didn't play had some decent throws. But the starters who didn't play are 3-8 and eight so far to start off the season. What would you see with Carr, and what are you concerned about coming into this game against the Cardinals? Well, it's going to be interesting because you want to see, obviously you want to see Darren Waller more involved. Hunter Renfro, I think, got his first look like three minutes left in the third. So I like to see the ball distributed around a little bit more, but you got the best receiver in the NFL, Devontae Adams with the 10 catches and so forth. But I'm kind of excited to see uh, Darren Waller matching up with Isaiah Simmons and see how that matchup goes there. That's going to be fun. And then you got that young guy, that Marco uh, Marco Wilson uh, on, on the outside there trying to cover Devontae Adams. I think there's going to be a lot of little chess matches, little things going on that's going to be exciting. And like you even mentioned, uh, JP, this is – this will be the second game where most of these starters will have seen action now because even the Arizona side, they were talking in Phoenix about how there was so much miscommunication on the defensive side, and they were talking about Vance Joseph, the defensive corner, was talking about we got to communicate better. And a lot of the some of the players were just talking about, well, you know, this was our our first game as a, as a first team out there, and we definitely got to do a little better. But you know, obviously on defense, communication is such the key. And so they need to improve on that side, too. So it's almost as if maybe, you know, a lot of players, a lot of starters didn't see action. So maybe this is kind of the first time we see some big moves, some big <clears throat> gains, some big improvements from game one to two. So I'm, I'm kind of excited about this game, too, week two. Yeah, Chris, I'm concerned but excited. I think the Raiders are the better team. They're a Vegas favorite by five and a half points, but we don't know who's going to win the game. We know about execution, and they got to execute better. They weren't able to run the ball effectively because they were trailing 17-3. to I like the burst that I saw from Josh Jacobs in the first game, how hard he ran. He ran hard the last four games of the year, and I really believe that Josh McDaniels wants to get the running game, but more importantly, the screen game going. The screen game is imperative for this team as they wait for that offensive line to develop. Yeah, when you look at last year also, towards the end of the season when the uh, Las Vegas Raiders needed those wins to make a push to the postseason, you saw Josh Jacobs take a bigger load, a bigger uh, ownership, and what's going to happen on that offensive side. I think that's going to happen again. He was, you know, catching the little ball out in the in the flats and making him work and and you know elude a tackler and get those extra yards. That's what we saw last year. Hoping to see it again in game two, and I think you're right. I think we will see that run mixed in a little bit more with the pass. Chris Matthews, as we wrap it up. So, Chris, the other big topic is the injury report. It's amazing interviewing Josh McDaniels last week, and when we did it on Thursday a week ago, there was no one on the injury report. I can't remember the last time that ever happened, and now, boom, there's a bunch of guys on there trying to get better. You know you cover this team as close as anybody. We're not going to hear anything from the coaches or the staff about injuries until the last possible moment. They don't want to tip their hand, and the rest of the league doesn't do that, and that's the Belichick way coming from New England here, but... I'm hoping a couple of guys could make it onto the field and be late additions coming off that injury report Saturday into Sunday, or that could be an issue too. 
Yeah, I mean, when you think about it, you got uh, Andre James with that concussion. Who knows? That's always such a could be a lengthy thing, could be a short thing, could be back. Raymond Merrick with us, you know, he's the safety out there. Denzel Perryman, who had such a terrific season last year with that ankle. So is he going to be back? The running back, we mentioned how important that'll be. Uh, Brandon Bolden with the hamstring. It's, it's injury, like injuries are such, such a big deal in the NFL. Um, you know what I'm excited about, though, JT? Just to see last year, uh, you know, on the road, the Cardinals were so awesome. I'm excited to see the Raiders stop this team. Last year, the, uh, on the road, the Cardinals were 8-1, and one, led the NFL in points scored, total touchdowns, mm-hmm. rushing touchdowns, passer rating. They also had the best turnover margin on the road at plus 18, most forced fumbles, fumble recoveries, and fewest turnovers on the road with just three. I'm really excited to see that Raider defense with Max Crosby and Chandler Jones, and he knows all these players and knows these guys well to see him really step up and have a terrific game. It's going to be so fun to see just the chess match going on between these two uh, head coaches. Well, I tuned in last week um, on your pregame, saw Ron Futrell outside of SoFi and all the coverage that you had back in the studio. What do you have in store for the Raiders' home opener on 8 News now? Yeah, we have a – in fact, we have a, I appreciate you asking, uh, JT. We have a brand-new show, so we're going to have Kevin e. Martin down on the field. We're going to have Logan Reaver in the locker room getting post. Uh, Jay Schrader, former Raider quarterback, yes. Super Bowl champion, he's going to join us each week. So he's in studio with me and Ron, and we have our new show that comes – immediately after the Raiders game called Sports Wrap. So we're pretty fired up. It can be it can be a 40-minute show. It can be a 45. We take the – as soon as the game ends and they're off the air, we take the show until 5 o'clock. So we're pretty excited about that. We're committed to that. Uh, we got uh, some fun things planned. We'll take you – we'll have the – you know, the viewers, we'll, have, we'll take you into the locker room. We'll take Good. you to the podium to hear the coach and Derek Carr. Uh, and, and analysis from uh, Jay Schrader, he's uh, – He's been in this game for a long, long time, and so it's going to be a lot of fun. I appreciate you asking. Take care, Chris. Thanks for doing this. I'll see you out at the state. Are you going to the fight, too? I'll see you at the fight. Yeah, I'll see you at the fight on Saturday and at the stadium on the big game on Sunday. Thank you. You got it. Thank you. Chris Matthews, 8 News Now. I would say fairly the dean of sports anchors here in this town, and I went to the concert last night with one of the greatest newsmen of all time, Dana Wagner. Very interesting to look at Dana well, as Nine Inch Nails came out, and uh, I don't, I don't go to concerts with earplugs. Last night was a concert I needed earplugs. I did. I didn't have them. It was wild. Trent Reznor, the show he put on in the dark. It's a dark show, man. It's loud. The music is dialed in beautifully. Two of the greatest sounding concerts I've ever been to in Vegas. Sting right here at Caesars because the sound was like nothing I ever saw. And then last night, Trent Reznor and Nine Inch Nails inside the Zappos Theater was fantastic. So late night for the wife and I, early night today, uh, and a big night tonight and all weekend long. Life is beautiful as people are in town for that, and pit bulls in town, and wow. And we're getting ready for the Shriners coming up. Patrick Lindsay is kind enough to join us. And, Patrick, we are honored to help in any way we can on the radio. This is one of the greatest events I've seen when it comes to a national perspective and a local charity and how many people you help at the Shriners. Thanks for coming on with us. 
Absolutely. I, I, you know, I'm a little intimidated following Chris Matthews and talk about Dana Wagner at a Nine Inch Nails concert. I don't, I don't know how I'm going to top this. Well, we're out here in front of the Raider Nation. We have a massive crowd outside at Caesars on their patio at Cafe Americano. And I want to awesome. talk about what you guys did at the Shriners when you made more of an outdoor field, a field with the bars and what you do on the hill and just everybody having an opportunity to walk around that great footprint and have a great time. What's in store? Yeah, we're, we're really going to have a great event this year. The weather is changing just in the nick of time for us. The event is just over two weeks away, October 3rd through the 9th. But, you know, I think our fan experience this year is really going to be the best we've had in years. We will always have the Hill, which I know you guys have been in the Hill before, and helped us promote that venue, our most popular venue. Everyone with, with a ticket is allowed in the Hill this year some premium pouring from some of our beverage partners in corona and, and uh, a new vodka called black clover vodka and they're mm-hmm. also going to have a, a live lucky lounge on the risk reward uh par uh par 4 15th hole drivable par 4 so really our our on-site experience is really going to be great this year and the weather's going to be incredible so want this as many people to come out and enjoy the golf tournament and learn something about shriners well yes the shriners open is fantastic i've been going from the original first tournaments here, and I've watched it grow in our partnership here at Lotus Broadcasting as Patrick Lindsay joins us. Tell me about the field because a lot of my topics on my national shows about Live Golf versus the PGA Tour. I'm PGA over Live. I'm impressed with some of the golfers that Live was able to bring over, but the core of the PGA and the dedication of the players and how the field has grown. As I've always said Mm -hmm. this, Patrick, who, I mean, golfers make a lot of money. We know that, right? But you make more if you win. And I'm like, who would turn down this tournament because it's Vegas, it's casinos, you bring your wife, your significant other, your family, and you play a beautiful golf course, and it seems like the field has picked up over the last couple of years. Yeah, we're going to continue to have a good field even through the years as there's definitely significant changes that the PGA Tour has made to the schedule. But, you know, we have two incredible things going for us uh, and an amazing charity that they play for. But also, you, you called it, it's, it's our destination, it's, it's Las Vegas. You know, we don't have a whole lot of problems getting guys to come play the event. So over the last three years, we've had 25 of the top 50 players in the world. We're going to be trending somewhere around that number this year as well. Jason Day committed this morning. Um, Patrick Cantlay, who finished fourth in the FedEx Cup playoffs uh, this past year, has committed, and he's a previous champion. Sung J.M., our previous champion last year, who finished number two in the playoffs, is coming back along with Sam Burns and Max Homa and Ricky Fowler and Matt Kuchar. I mean, we're Gary Woodland. I mean, we're going to have a, a great field, and there's probably still, you know, another dozen guys that are going to commit between now and and uh, two weeks from now. But it's going to be it's going to be a great a great field, just like it like it always is. And we're going to be able to continue to support a, a great charity in Shriners. All right, Patrick, tell everybody where they can get tickets, how we can get involved online, and how everybody can get out there. Absolutely. So uh, tournament dates October 3rd through the 9th. Um, tickets are available on our website, ShrinersChildrensOpen.com. Tickets start at $35, so really affordable to come out and enjoy the golf tournament. Also, anyone under the age of 18 gets into the event for free with a ticketed adult, so you're looking at being able to bring out a family of four to a great experience uh, at TPC Summerlin, the golf course, for 70 bucks. So, it uh, should be a really great experience. We want our goal is to get as many people out there as possible to get exposed to PGA Tour golf and to Shriners Children's. So, you know, come one, come all. We we would love to have as many people out here 
supporting us as possible. It's an amazing event. I always love it. I bring my sons. I bring my wife. I love to walk. I love to walk the depths of that beautiful golf tournament, have a cold yeah. beverage, and as you said, the weather turning the right way. Patrick, I look forward to hosting the show out there. Thanks a lot for kicking it off this Friday for us. Big weekend. We, we can't wait to have you guys out here, and thanks for your time. You got it. Thanks a lot. Appreciate the call. There he is. Patrick Lindsay kind enough to join us from the Shriners. It's a big event. The PGA Tour is in Vegas. The PGA Tour is here for millions of dollars in that field. Head on out to the Shriners. Chris in West Oakland. You won't believe the turnout, Chris. I got Gorilla Rilla here in front of me. Senior Violator. It's like old black hole school. How are you? Oh, man. Sounds like a great time. I hope everybody has a nice shot of tequila and a cold Modelo. Uh, sounds, sounds like a great time there. And I'm just going to be real quick, JT, my prediction on the game Sunday. And, you know, going back to last night's game, if people don't understand why I've been calling and harping for so many years about the importance of interception and catching the ball when it's thrown to you, the Chargers, and you're right, one or two games don't always, plays don't always uh, cost the team a game. Asante Samuel Jr. cost the Chargers the game last night because he couldn't catch two balls that were right in his hands. Both are probably pick sixes if he catches them cleanly. That's the importance of interceptions. Two the Chargers didn't get, one the Chiefs did get, completely turned that game around. So that's going to be the theme for this week again, JT. The Raiders are going to win this game. I, I do believe they're going to win. I think the team that drops off the cliff from a year ago out of all the playoff teams are going to be the Cardinals. I think they've got internal turmoil. I, I don't think it was a fluke last week the way they got hammered by the Chiefs. I think there's a lot of problems, and at least before they get things straightened out, this is an important game for the Raiders to jump on them early. Their pass rush, Chandler Jones and Max Crosby are getting a lot of money. They can't be invisible like they were a week ago. Turn the ball over. I don't care if it's a strip sack, a fumble, a couple of picks. Quit asking your offense to go 80 yards every time you touch the ball. I think they can do that this week. I think the line's going to play a little bit better. Hopefully you want to run Josh Jacobs a little bit more, then they can't fall behind by two scores. They're at home. I think they're going to get it done this week. I say if their Raiders get a couple of turnovers, JT, I'll say a 31-17 win. But they haven't proven to me they can do that yet. I think it's going to be a little closer because the Raiders always seem to make it tough. But I think they're going to come out with their first win. 31-28, but again, it starts up front and it moves its way back to the secondary. It's got to set the tone with Chandler Jones and Max Crosby wreaking havoc in the backfield of the Arizona Cardinals. That's going to be the Raiders' ticket to victory on Sunday. Everybody have a drink and a shot on me. It sounds like a great time, and I'll see you at a game really soon, brother. Thanks Later. a lot. Appreciate that. Chris in West Oakland as we have a big turnout here, massive turnout by the Black Hole. Cafe Americano, here's another diehard from the Black Cole, your friendly neighborhood Raider man. Raider man checking in. Turn this up. What's up, Raider man? I had to, JT. You know me, man. My psychosis is running overboard right now. I don't know why I'm going crazy over here because I'm stuck. Stars in the line for me, so I didn't get a chance to make this trip. And I'm seriously lamenting it right now, especially considering that Gorilla and Senor and Violator all over there joined up, ready to hit the scene. Uh, I saw Cisco's uh, live post. What's going on, Dr.? You know, I know y'all got it cracking over there, and you know how I get. So this one's pretty – this is just painful for me right now. But I wanted to shout out congratulations to Gorilla on that bobblehead deal, man. That's a big yeah. blessing. And, and bigger than that, it's happy anniversary to him in uh, Jungle Jane, Queen Mayor. You know, I really, really appreciate that family, and those guys are wonderful people. 
and it just it's a it's a great feeling to be able to celebrate family and just you know be able to love on people. So I, I didn't want to let that thing go, and uh, you know I just I just wish that I could have been there, but you know considering that I couldn't, or I should say that I can't. I can't let my team go in there unprotected. So I wanted to come on and just do the Raider Oath real quick, if you don't mind, because we've been battered and bruised, and we moved and come back. But our colors don't change. We're silver and black. And this commitment to excellence starts up every year. And no powers on earth will drown out this cheer. So I pledge allegiance to the flag of our mighty silver and black and unto these colors for which we stand. Raider Nation under a groove with free speech and liberty. Remember the tubes. He who has ears, let him hear. I hereby declare I am a Raiders fan. And for everybody over there in attendance, man, everybody know we do that thing separate and we do it twice. So make sure they get that second one in there, JT, and get them cats fired up because we need this game. I'm predicting 38-19 on the strength that I'm hoping to hell that DC4 is so pissed off that he's ready to go in there and get on embarrassment mode and show these dudes that they don't deserve to be on the same platform as we do. We should be going into this game 1-0, but since we're not, let's act like we are. That's the only way we're going to turn this nice. thing around. Let's get our game together. I see what I'm looking at you, JT. Thank you, Raider man. Impressive radio remote. And I have nothing to do with it. It's all Modelo, Black Hole, a bunch of the great Raider fans over here. When we come back, Raider Cody has an event. We're going to let him promote over at Virgin. Hour number two, I got a insider for the Cardinals, Craig Grelu. Very good. Want to know about their injury report. Very important interview. Want to see the status of the Cardinals coming up. Our conversation with the great Jim Plunkett. And then uh, a countdown to my bucket of Modelo's. They are freezing cold right in front of me, dripping wet, live from Cafe Americano on the Strip at Caesars. Yeah, I mean, it means a lot, man. Like I said, it's a dream come true to be able to be here. Um, you know, it's a little different. I grew up in the Bay, obviously, so it was the Oakland Raiders. But to, to move to Vegas and, and continue, you know, my dream and, and playing the game that I love, I mean, it really don't get much better than this. JT, back with you as we continue on. Brought to you by Virgin Hotels, Las Vegas, where Raider Cody has the blackout party coming. A massive turnout by the Raider Nation. And he joins us at Cafe Americano. How are you? I'm doing great, JT. Thanks for having me, man. Yeah, I'm thrilled. Uh, we're partners with Virgin, as you know. I'm happy you have this event. Tell us about it. I know you're looking forward to a massive turnout. Listen, I'm just a diehard fan looking to create something that diehard fans would do in Las Vegas. And uh, Virgin's allowing us to have that opportunity, putting us in great venues with great entertainment. DJ Mike Scott, Gorilla Rilla super fans coming through. Awesome. Yeah, you know, you get the whole Vegas experience, but with the same as close as we can get it, you know, to the vibe that we're looking for ever since the move. That venue, Money Baby, and I did an event there when they opened it up, it's really a unique footprint. I mean, the indoor-outside element overlooking the pool, yes, and it's huge inside, and it's got a great sports vibe. So while everyone's there having a great party, all the college football, the wrap-up shows, the preview, the fight night. It's a fight night here yep. in Vegas. And that's what I think we should really help promote this, too, other than the Raider fans who are going, is the opportunity from the overflow of the fight fans after the fight. Exactly. It's Vegas. I mean, it's a sports city now, whether they like it or not. You know, UFC obviously opened it up, and now that Raider fans are here, I think we're going to take advantage of it on Saturday nights. And, you know, now it's uh, recreated into Skybox for people that nice. are looking for it. Um, and I think it's just so underrated, just such a great venue. and. 
it's a sports sports bar nightclub. I mean, yeah. that's what we want, right? The ability to gamble in a casino and yeah. watch sports and do that. Uh, what do you think of the game? I mean, that that was that was a rough. It wasn't a it wasn't an ugly loss, but losing the turnover battle and having an opportunity to win it late. How'd you say it? Uh, let me tell you. I'll start off with it was a sweaty one because. We're sitting here in hotter temperatures outside, and it's cooler here than it was in SoFi Stadium. So a little disappointed in that whole production. But um, the team overall, I felt like there's a lot of positives to come out of it, especially under a new coaching staff. Um, unfortunately, we'd have to be able to eliminate, I guess, the turnovers. Yeah. That's, that's the main thing. Uh, the fumbles are one thing. Um, being aggressive is great, but when it turns into three interceptions, not great. Seeing Devontae Adams go out there and do Devontae Adams things, great. Uh, defense, Nate Hobbs, seeing Max Crosby create pressures, win in, I guess, you know, every aspect but actually getting sacks um, is, is a positive. But being able to put everything together is what we're waiting for week two because 0-2 sounds icky. 0-2 doesn't work. No. Not in this division with the schedule that's in front of us. Again, tell us about your party, how everybody can get there, what time they should be there, exactly where it is. So Virgin Hotels Las Vegas, every single home game weekend, we're doing night before parties on Saturday from 6 p.m. to midnight. It'll be inside of Skybox. This week it's actually going to be at 24 Oxford. Uh, but come in, have a good time, catch some vibes of Raider Nation, and be ready to celebrate a win every home game weekend in Vegas. Congratulations for having a big party in Vegas. I appreciate you, JT, and you're going to be there too. I will. I got the fight. I'll roll into there late. It's a massive weekend here, and it's not SoFi. It's Vegas. And it's so cool. So it's going to be fun. And you'll be at the game on Sunday. Yes. Awesome. Raider Cody, our number one in the cam. When we come back, Craig Greelew from the Cardinals. He'll break down the opponent as we come back and also our conversation with Jim Plunkett and the unveiling of the Gorilla Rilla bobblehead from Modelo, which is a big photo op. Come on down the Caesars. <laughs> 